Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season one, episode eight. And today our guest is Star. Star is a lifestyle influencer plus digital content strategist based in West Texas, courtesy of her husband's military career. As a content creator, she's either uploading to YouTube or on her blog, 87 Pages, where she shares vibrant travel moments and her obsession with Korean skincare. Whether she's in front of the camera or behind the scenes, Star is passionate about connecting with millennial women of color through the cultural lens of travel, beauty, and life, encouraging them to make a direct difference while creating unforgettable memories with kinder spirits inspiring them to live, travel, be. Welcome, Star. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, I just want to tell you guys that me and Star met on YouTube, <laughs> and uh, we exchanged emails. Was it? Was it email, right? Yeah? Yep. hmm And we met at Starbucks. Of course, everybody loves bar- Starbucks. And we kind of hit it off <laughs> from there. <laughs> um, she introduced me to um, a whole new world <laughs> in Kansas. Um, we had, what, a good two years? while you guys were there so a good two years we would hit the gym we would just go out (laughs) and and do random weird things and eat and drink lots of gin lots of gin lots of wine (laughs) so um i just want to go into this quick session which i call rapid fire questions and you kind of just answer however um you want or whatever comes to your mind first so it's time for our rapid fire questions of the day. What's the last movie you watched at a theater? <laughs> Black Panther. Oh wow. I really don't I really don't go into movies like that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what TV character are you most like and why? TV character. Oh my gosh, I would, okay, I would say Christina Yang, just because mm-hmm. I like that she's so, like, dry and cynical, but she has a heart of gold, but you have to, like, dig for it. Yeah, I love Christina. She needed to come back and, and have closure <laughs> like they did with Alex, but, you know. I'm oh, don't go. tell me, I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, which teacher in school was the biggest influence on your life and why? Hmm. Honestly, um, throughout the majority of uh, uh, primary and high school, I was homeschooled. So mm-hmm. I would go to like public school or like um, some other type of school, like, you know, very sparingly uh, until college. Maybe I could choose from college. Um, I, nobody. Okay. And that's fine. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it happens like that. We really went through a period of time. Well, you know, I, I feel like now it, it's just like up and down with that school thing. Sometimes you're like, okay, maybe him or her did this for me, and then maybe not so much. So, 
Um, and I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so which would you rather do, go horse riding or four-wheeling? Horse riding. Okay. If you could do anything and money wasn't an issue, what would you do? Hmm. I would travel and I would paint. Okay. Why? Oh, I love to paint. I'm not very good at painting, but it feels <laughs> like it helps me like unblock. I can zone out. Um, it's kind of like how I feel when I'm reading, except that I'm actively doing something and uh-huh. trying to create whatever's in my head or trying to replicate what I see on the screen. Um, and then I love to travel. I'm always on the trying to get on the plane to go somewhere. Yeah. All right. So the last question is rain or snow? Rain. <laughs> yeah, we had enough of snow. <laughs> Honestly, we have we don't get much snow or rain here in El Paso, Texas. So really, oh yeah, I would assume it would rain a lot there. Oh no, we're in the desert. Yeah, so it's like a lot of dry heat, but it, you do have like sandstorms, sandstorms, dust storms. It does rain sparingly and when it rains it kind of just pours very similar to like a monsoon oh wow um, which is not always ideal right it's not like yeah. a Seattle or like a New York type of drizzle mm-hmm. um and then when it does snow here like everything like shuts down because like they're like oh my god what <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it's always very interesting when it rains or snows here but if I was anywhere in the world I would say rain okay testing So I just want to know, how did you come up with your business name? All right. So uh, 87 Pages is the year. So 87 is the year I was born. Page was my maiden name and S is for star. So I created it back in college. Uh, I've always had some type of blog, whether it was what Zanga back in the day or um, like live journal, and I had created a blogspot.com. I was in my senior year, I wanted to like kind of write about like my last adventures in senior year. And I had went to Puerto Rico for the first time. And so I had always fashioned myself to be a writer, I was going to write these, these marvelous, you know, books, these literary things about mermaids and vampires and things of that nature. (laughs) And so 87 pages really came from my love of reading and writing. And then it's just kind of morphed into uh, my full business for as an influencer. Yeah. And that's so funny because I never knew, like, I never knew the part about, like, I know your last, your maiden last name, but I never knew, like, the S meant for star. I never knew that. So that's, that's something I found out today. Um, (laughs) So tell me about when you kind of started blogging and and becoming a a content creator and have you always been interested in just um, being an influencer or just creating content? So I'll answer the first part, right? So I've been interested. I find myself like creating content for as long as I've been conscious that I was creating something for the sake of creating something, whether Mm -hmm. it was when I was in elementary and my mom would take us to the art museum and we would take art classes and learn how to draw or being in theater all my life, musical theater um, and dance and learning how to play the piano again. Some things that I'm not good at, but yeah. I have experience in learning how to do that. And my mom was just really um, instrumental in just pushing us to be 
in that artist creative type of lifestyle. She really pushed more of that art versus science um, with my siblings and I. Mm -hmm. And so I've always feel like I've been creating. But when I started to really focus on trying to possibly create it for a business and monetize it, I would say it was back in 2014-15. Although I had been blogging since 2009, I, you know, back in 2009, we didn't even have Instagram. We yeah, Facebook nope. was just barely <laughs> opening up to the masses if you didn't have a, you know, a college email address. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I didn't think it was something like you can make money from. I didn't realize that you could be a travel writer or anything of that nature. And I wasn't sure that I really wanted to be a travel writer per se, because I don't actually enjoy doing reviews, but I love telling like the art of storytelling is something that I enjoy. And so it was about 2014, 2015. I had just graduated from grad school, had quickly become disillusioned with the idea of working in corporate America and working in academia, although I just... <laughs> went through all of this turmoil <laughs> to get this, this degree, right? And our my husband and I were moving to South Korea for his job. And I was like, you know what? Probably not going to be able to find, like, the same position in Korea um, at a Korean university. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. Maybe I can, like, work on travel blogging, right? And so that's where I just decided to really push it full force in when we moved to Korea and just really started to figure out like, you know, more about the YouTube space of it all. I was always uploading videos, but I wanted to try to upload them um, in a more consistent pattern. So, yeah. Yeah. I hope, hopefully that answers your question. Answers it does. And then also just being um, a, a part of your life, I know that when you create, like, your storytelling is genius. And, and yeah. just your, your feed and just how you put content together is truly a gift. So, um, if you guys are listening, like you definitely need to check out, um, stars information, um, when we talk about it at the end of this podcast, but here we're going to kind of get into what do you wish you knew before you started your business and and blogging and what kind of obstacles that you feel like you encountered? I wish that I had been less of a jack of or Jill of all trades. And I had been focused on one to two things. I was everywhere. I was trying to figure out how to put my blog together, like literally creating it, you know, through WordPress and Bluehost and trying to create it, you know, from scratch and trying to figure out my branding and trying to figure out a logo. Like I'm a firm believer now that people don't need logos. Um, (laughs) That is just my opinion. I'm always telling people, don't, you don't need a logo. Just skip it. But um, I wish I had learned the basics of everything instead of trying to put my hands in everything. I wish I had really been able to sit down and learn SEO. Like I still, I have like a vague understanding of SEO and analytics and all of that. And I wish Mm -hmm. I had dug into that deeper because now in 2020, it's such an important thing to understand that and to be able to explain that to brands and things of that nature. even just with the editing portion of using, I've always used Premiere Pro and my skill level has increased with how much Adobe Premiere has increased to be a little bit more intuitive for beginners um, and having, you know, uh, I don't know if you use um, if you use Final Cut Pro, but Final Cut Pro would have these different plugins that you could use. It was very more like intuitive where you could just kind of put things together um, and the information was easier. 
But with the um, Adobe Premiere Pro, which is the the editing software that I use for my videos, mm-hmm. um, it was you basically had to have gone to film school to really understand what you were doing. Yeah, so, I'm, not, I'm not at that level. <laughs> right. And I didn't go to film school. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, so I kind of like stick as in like editing stuff. I I stick to the basic because I know, you know, that's that's not one of my scrims, but. Um, <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's good to, to reach out, but like, I, I totally understand what you say about the Jill of all trades. Cause I think at uh, a period of time, a lot of us were probably all over the place and I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because when you're, when you're like that and dibbling and dabbling into different things, it just pulls pieces and experiences, um, to make you better in what, whatever you do decide to do and, and exactly. take serious and do it full time. So you, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, no, you literally have like a one man, yes. one woman band. Yes. Um, but the thing is, like for me, I always felt like that was one of my main obstacles is that mm. I could do just enough, but yeah. I could never figure out the thing to take me over yep. the obstacle, which was my, lack of learning or lack yeah. of understanding um what I wish I knew be, and so that I that's basically what I wish I knew before I started and mm-hmm. like my one of my primary obstacles um and then the other thing would just to figure out early on am I trying to monetize this or am I trying to have fun with this and yeah. if so which platform am I trying to monetize and have fun with right so yeah. for the longest for me I was thinking, okay, YouTube's going to be the one. Because I was making, you know, you know, I was getting a little check here and there. Yeah, and I'm going to $100. You know, I was feeling myself. I was like, okay, Q and I, we about to go over there. <laughs> Get us a gin martini. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> but, um, no, it was, no, no, it wasn't YouTube. YouTube changed, changed its practices. It was, you know, uh, it's, I feel like the YouTube algorithm, it's always hard to figure out. It's one of those things, like, just like Instagram's algorithm, as we're seeing now, like, it's constantly changing every six months. And so just really figuring out what what it was that I should have been trying to monetize. And looking back now, it was always my blog that I should have tried to monetize. Everything else should have been secondary to it as just, you know, like, yeah, so that's, that's what I wish I had realized or knew back then. I wish it could go back five years and, you know, just really focus my intention on that. Yeah. What were you doing at the age of 21? At the age of 21. Let's see. I was graduating from Bowling Green State University, uh, barely. (laughs) (laughs) And I had just gotten my driver's license because I hate driving and I was moving to Germany to do an internship that fall uh, with the military on one of their um, at one of their child youth centers, mm-hmm. like a daycare. Oh, um, CDC. The CDC, yeah. Yeah. The CDC. And so uh, that's what I was doing. So I got my driver's license because I heard about the autobahn, and I was like, I I'll drive on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to drive fast. So I, I barely got my driver's license. <laughs> um, I definitely like sat there and like pulled out some tears so that lady could pass me. It was it was a mess. <laughs> I can't parallel park to this day. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So I moved to Germany when I was 21, and I lived abroad for 
from there for three years um, where and then I met my husband. I like skipped ahead, but it at 21, I didn't want to go to grad school. I didn't want to work in corporate America. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I wanted to travel. Honestly, when I was in high school, I wanted to take a gap year. And my older yeah. sister was like, um, we're not rich. <laughs> 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 That's not how that works. <laughs> you're going to go to college, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I just knew that I wanted to travel. This opportunity came up, and I did that internship for a year. And then I worked in Germany for a year and then moved to Korea from there. Experiences. That was good because I, like, at 21, yeah, I was in I was in the military. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Definitely a different experience because I got married, had a baby, and all that okay. before 21. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm, like, getting ready to go to war, but then I didn't have to. So it's, like, you know, it's so crazy at how so many different people at that age where you should probably be, like, everybody's so happy to they can legally drink. Um, yeah. Lots of people, you know, we just take different different routes um in mm-hmm. life but i want to ask you what's like the most important thing you've learned in your life and what was your life like after learning it that's hard because you know you're we're always like still learning yeah life we, got, so we got a lot up. of learning left too right i just learned <laughs> something yesterday <laughs> i would say I would say the most important thing or one of the most important things that I've learned is that I have to stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned that in like sporadic jumps throughout college, right? I would learn that throughout college. I learned that throughout grad school where I would constantly try to fit in and my one of my best friends said to me and we grew up together and she said sorry I don't understand why you're trying to be like everyone else you never were like that you never cared about what you were wearing you never cared about trying to you know like you like the trends and all of that but you're not you're, you don't seem like you're being yourself like you're trying to be what you think people want you to be and it and honestly it wasn't until I went to college that I realized that I was different in a way yeah and I think a lot of that comes from being homeschooled and and I know there are some people that have their like their ideas about homeschooling, but for for us or for me personally for homeschooling, it was a very independent type of schooling where I really had control over what I wanted to learn. And also, my mom is, if you will, a very black revolutionary, mm-hmm. uh, a very um, a black feminist, a womanist, and things of that nature. So I went into college you know, having friends in high school and doing activities in high school, but not going to the actual, like, you know, brick and mortar institution. And it was when I went to college that I realized that my experiences were not similar to the people that I would meet. I I was meeting. It wasn't until my junior or senior year that I started meeting people that were a little bit more like-minded, that were a little bit more open-minded, uh, to to activities and things and that's just like a wide spectrum of race ethnicity and gender things of that nature and it wasn't until really I went to Germany that I was able to kind of cast off of those preconceived notions of what whose star is supposed to be 
Mm-hmm. And I started to come into myself a little bit more. I started to mature uh, more because when you're overseas, I think, you know, when you're when you're overseas or you're in a whole new environment where no one knows you, you have no support system. You really have to start figuring things out fast. Yeah, there's there's no safety net. And so I've, I felt like just learning to constantly be true to myself. And I have to remind myself that like every few months, right, I have an existential crisis. Like, oh, my God, what's happening in my life? And then I realized, OK, like, star, this is who you are. This is who you want to be. Grad school almost broke me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, when we were in Kansas, I almost broke because of grad school and my grad advisor and all of that. It was a yeah. lot. And I just didn't know how to not conform in and working my first corporate job, that almost broke me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, and just figuring out how to just push through all of that. Yeah. So, but also, it, yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no. no, no I was just about to say, like, Kansas is just a different beast in general. <laughs> Listen. It, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot there, but at the same time, I feel like I, wasn't able to flourish no Um, not at all yeah it's hard (laughs) not at all yeah yeah and it was every single time that I went overseas so from being 21 to living in Germany and Korea you know solo as a young woman uh and then moving to Kansas after meeting my husband and getting married uh and then going back to Korea I was able again to flourish be my true self Someone yeah. asked me when I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, um, it was this uh, black couple and they travel, uh, but they do a lot of resorts, right? A lot of mm-hmm. resorts, a lot of cruises, nothing wrong with that at all. And so they were saying, you know, would you ever want to live in the U.S.? And I was like, when my husband retires, we have no plans really to live in the U.S. Our plan is to go, you know, my husband's originally from West Africa. We're going to go back to his home country in Togo you know, for a year, we want to go to Portugal, we want to do this, we want to do that. And so he said, what is it about the US that makes you not want to live here? Like, what is it about traveling or being in these other places that makes you, you know, you feel so different? And I was like, I get to be my true self. Yeah. And you free, very free. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Gosh, that was that was good. <laughs> I don't feel like I actually answered your question, but it doesn't matter. I think somebody's gonna take uh, a lot away from that and just from your experiencing um your experiences and you sharing because I not even from like the traveling perspective of you being, you know, an international traveler, but mm-hmm. even from a military spouse perspective, because we hop from mm-hmm. state to state trying to figure out where we fit in when most of the time we're just meant to stand out and we won't fit in and we just have to you know learn how to move to the beat of our own drum and and find your find your tribe even if there if there's a tribe out there for you you know right and and your community (laughs) may not be there physically with you your community may still be you know very much so at other military bases or living in you know, Indiana or living in Miami and you're going to have to meet digitally to just get that connection that you need from other people and then just make do. And that's something that I learned uh, moving to, when we moving PCS to Texas. 
randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Our pastor was very random like this in general. Like, we just <laughs> we just showed up and we were there like no one was like no one was even like hey they were just like okay <laughs> well this is your life now. Right. FRG didn't even I was know I was here for like four months. It was a mess. Yeah, I felt like that when we got to Raleigh. I was just like whoa. Where are we? All this grass, all these mountains. <laughs> we are definitely not in Georgia anymore. Like crazy. It was like a total shock. Like I'm oh from the country, gosh. but Kansas is like I it's it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so what does a typical day in your life look like? Mm, it's super flex, honestly. Uh so right now I'm doing part-time slash full-time and honestly those those words mean nothing because you make up what that means in your head as Mm -hmm. far as what the income's coming in like how much can you live on when you say part-time or full-time and as a military spouse blah 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 blah, right so right now (laughs) a lot of different components to that right so right now it's pretty flex uh my day typically looks it's based off of what projects that I'm working on, right? So if I have, if I'm working on retainer or if I have a project due as an, uh, or a campaign or a project due as an influencer or, uh, or a consultant, um, I typically wake up in the morning. I have a spot of tea, darling. Uh, I always have to have my tea in the morning, so I haven't had my tea yet. And then I have some celery juice. <laughs> this is very, about to be very mundane. Uh, and then I will convince myself to go work out and then not go work out and go sit in my office. <laughs> this sounds like how my days usually go. <laughs> because I got a juicer for my birthday and I have the celery, um, in my, in my refrigerator and I can't drink it alone. I like, I have to add an apple to it. Oh, but, okay. like, I have my tea every morning. I journal. I, I drink a juice or, you know, some water. And, like, workout it has been in my journal, like, yeah, three days a week. But I, it's more like no days. <laughs> and I'm stuck to my desk, too. So it's like, you know, in my mind, I work out. But <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't I'm happen. doing a lot. <laughs> Do you see these sounds? Yes. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I write down everything I do just, you know, be like, yeah, girl, you did that today. <laughs> yeah, I hype I'm up. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> Look, and we have stairs, so I'm definitely moving. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. And you have a dog, too. Yes, that, too. <laughs> so oh, I try gosh. to make sure that I'm, like, getting outside, getting into the sun, getting some mm-hmm. fresh air. We have, a uh, like, an enclosed patio yeah in the back right Mm -hmm. so we like we have like an enclosed patio um in our house and sometimes i'll bring my laptop out there i'll get the extension cord if it's not too windy and dusty depends like right um then i'll go out there i'll work or go to a cafe or i might have a meeting um but i typically i'm trying to teach myself to work in the mornings take a break in the afternoons and come back in and work before the husband gets off of work so we can spend that quality time together. Uh, my natural working rhythm, though, is at night, which is not very conducive. But when my husband deploys, my my schedule is going to be super um, up, up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So um, sometimes um, in the uh, the past year, uh, before 
I left my position where I was working on the military post for SFL Top. Uh, I worked three days a week. Um, it was eight hours. Three days a week, yes. Three days a week. And then I would spend those other two days uh, working on projects and content, things of that nature, trying to, like, sit down, batch videos so mm-hmm. I can edit later. So I try to use that daytime, if I'm not actually working on the computer, trying to batch content for photos, for videos, shooting B-roll, things of that nature. Okay, girl. Sounds busy. It <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I, I I get it with the flexibility because you can like take a day off when you want to, mm-hmm. um, and and that's important. Uh, what platform do you feel like you receive the most engagement from? It's at this point, it's definitely Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook. I feel like they're one and the same now since Facebook bought Instagram. Yeah, uh, so definitely Instagram. It, the engagement may not be you know the likes. And all of that, but it's the, the comments on my stories, the comments on yeah. the videos, the saves, the reach, and all of that. I feel yeah. like I have the most conversations with people uh, through Instagram and more recently through Facebook because for some reason my Instagram has um, is like messed up. Uh, like how it's linked to Facebook is linked to my personal Facebook account, and ah. I just realized I realized like a month ago that because I was like, why is nothing showing up on my eighty-seven pages Facebook page, mm-hmm. right? And I would have like you know very lackluster engagement, but then my 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 public my public persona Starlingus, um, I would have people watching my stories, commenting on things like people who are not connected in the influencer space. Or the blogger space, like former college professors, other military spouses, my niece, <laughs> people who are, you know, or my aunt or something like that. They're not usually checking Instagram and all of that. So it's been interesting watching that. I'm kind of doing like a case study on on that content that I'm pushing out through Instagram to Facebook through my personal uh, or my public persona, Starlingus. So, yeah. Okay. So how, um, what do you think is most effective in Instagram stories? Like using the polls, using the question box, or just showing up and talking to your audience? All of it. Okay. All of it. So I try to use, you know, if I'm, when I'm actively using stories and I'm definitely trying to like increase, trying to like utilize the algorithm to my, you know, fullest potential, I definitely try to use polls I try to use questions I try to use like the little gifs or gifs or whatever they're called mm-hmm. uh I like 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 you know I like to tell a story so I don't just hop on Instagram very much and just like hey guys this is what I'm doing that's just not my personality I would love to be able to do that honestly just because I I know that you know people like to see that personality the behind the scenes but I try to showcase that in other ways if I'm not showing my face if that makes sense um yeah it does (laughs) yeah so my my Instagram stories tend to be a little bit more curated but I try to curate them in a way that feels like oh she's posting in the moment when honestly I'm posting from five days ago so and that's not something that everyone wants to do, but that or should be doing. It has to fit with what you're doing. Like there's this girl that I know, um, not well, but I watch her story sometimes, and she's very much so like in her car at Walmart 
like showing people what she's doing, telling them about their day and like going super, super into it. That's not my personality, but it works for people. So you have to figure out what works for you in a genuine way, in an authentic way, and your audience can relate to it. Uh, so, yes. And also captions. Yeah. Don't, 40, 40% of people don't turn on their Instagram stories like audio. And if I do, it has to be someone that I really want to hear from. But usually that person has captions or they say or they write down their Instagram stories. I'm not going to put captions because this is too long. So turn your audio up. Right. You yeah. This. So I was. Yeah. So. Oh, that makes like because sense. I, yeah. And also, if we think about, you know, like people who utilize Instagram that maybe are uh, hearing impaired or things like that. I mean, they probably don't want to sit there and read your lips the entire time. <laughs> like true, true. <laughs> like I'm sure that is not the most educated way to put it. Yeah. Um, but captions save life. I believe in putting captions on every type of video if you can. Um I watch captions on everything I watch on TV. Yeah, and so. then a lot of people, um, I don't know, I'd be in the shade room comments. So <laughs> a lot of people are like, when there's something long, they in the comment section, like, I'm not reading all of that. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. I feel like America has a literacy pro- problem. And that's like a whole nother story. I love to read. I learned how to read when I was three. Yeah. So, but um, what was I going to say that's kind of connected to that is, oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. It's but okay. it, was, it was something related to the captions and like Instagram stories and all of that but uh oh and like if your audience is international a lot of my audience is international um from korea mm-hmm. mexico uh maybe they speak the bilingual things of that nature or trilingual so definitely adding in those like whatever you can to make it easier for your audience to consume the content why would you not want to do it it is yeah. a little bit more work but that's one of the reasons why i don't upload in the moment constantly Mm-hmm. that makes so, sense too yeah makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to be overly curated just you know take some time save your story that you put together and then upload it later yeah so, so what other profession other than the one that you um are in right now would you have liked to attempt i would love to be a doctor <laughs> oh wow what kind of doctor so i originally wanted to be an obstetrician mm-hmm but I also really like the idea of being like a heart surgeon. Mm-hmm. Oh and wow! I've, I'm not good at math or science though, <laughs> <laughs> like at all. Don't ask me what six plus two is because I could not <laughs> figure it out yesterday. <laughs> I don't like math, but I know how to count my money. <laughs> Listen, it was a struggle. Uh, I always wanted to be a ballerina. I love ballerinas. I I think that art form is so it's it's not just it's a sport. It's an art form. I think it's so graceful and beautiful and magical. It just feels so good to watch. Um, what other careers? I've always I wanted to be everything. I've always I've toddled in being a politician for a little bit, but I don't really have the temperament, and I've still mm-hmm. into my closet. So <laughs> no, we don't want that. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, you said what? I did say it, and I say it again. Yeah, I said what I said. Right. Uh, and w- more recently, like creative director, being a creative director, right, working in that. production and all of that, uh, especially because now 
in this day and age, it's not so confined to just working in the art or the the art photography media, you know, that uh, multimedia sections. It kind of cross overs into different industries and mm-hmm. industries that we're now creating in 2020, right? So I feel like there's a lot more opportunity in my 32 years of age to explore uh, various, you know, career shifts, right? I was listening to this podcast the other day um, about, and this girl was talking about uh, split the split generation, where we're not mm-hmm. only just doing one specific thing, we're doing things that either cross the lanes of what we're wanting to do, or it's something completely different. Like this girl, she worked at, I want to say she worked at Coach, and then she became, she got, she, her boyfriend, her and her boyfriend, they broke up and then she became like a nail design artist. She was just doing it for fun. Yeah. And so, so that whole split generation, um, which is super interesting because from, I graduated high school in 2005, went to college in 2009. And that whole time are, for, for me, that entire time, the whole mentality was, you get a job like you're just a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you want to do theater? You're not gonna major in that. That's gonna be something yeah. more fun, right? That, those were words literally spoken to me, right? So we've it's been so interesting watching how when you think of like if you ask a kid what do they want to do, they're gonna say I want to be a YouTuber, right? Yeah. And I just oh think my. that's so interesting because it's very similar to maybe wanting to work in media or broadcasting mm-hmm. or hosting a TV show, but you're hosting your own type of thing. Yeah. So, and even more now, and I even didn't think I really wanted to do this, but be an entrepreneur, I never thought I had the temperament for it. Um, I So it's been interesting really like stepping into that and understanding what it means to be an entrepreneur and finding my own lane and creating what that looks like. Because, again, everyone has an idea. They have these books. This is how you become an entrepreneur. This is the things that you have to do. But your entrepreneur path might look completely different. And oh, so, yes. and it's, And what you want to do, especially if what you want to do hasn't, it's not really like a firm industry, right? Yeah. That, that industry is always shifting and moving. And that's what I'm doing currently in the digital space, working with multimedia platforms, as a content strategist um, and a communications manager is in a, you know, working in branding and all that, all of that is constantly shifting. It's yeah. kind of like, so it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's a bit hectic. I like the hecticness of it, but yeah. So it's, it's harder to define what that entrepreneur space looks like when it's not like a firm, solid type of thing. Yeah. So do you think now because of, how things are shifting and we're coming up with new names for what we do. Do you think colleges will start to shift with more type of careers and things that people can major in to mirror um, how fast the digital space is growing and it's just how fast entrepreneurs are being birthed? Oh, definitely. Uh, you're definitely starting to see that. The only issue is, is that because it's so shifty, things are changing. There's no really concrete thing. Like you're not going to like, I don't know if you can find a degree for social media, right? Yeah. But you might find something for digital marketing, and they talk about social media practices and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're definitely starting to see it. You start, you're starting to see, like, schools like uh, UCLA. I want to say there's a school in Chicago, maybe Columbia. I can't remember. Um, Columbia's not in Chicago, though. 
But uh, you're starting to see like these different pockets of schools offering these certificate programs uh, because the industry is not regulated, in my opinion. It's not very much so regulated. And so there and people are wanting this whole expert. I'm an expert in this. I'm an expert in that. So you're starting to see um, institutions start capitalizing off of that four year, four year, two year, uh, these private professional certificate programs, very kind of similar to like the life coaching industry, right, Mm -hmm. which is not regulated either. And so what you see people offering some certified to be certified in it, right? And And I do think there is worth in understanding, again, if we talk about like going back to basics, understanding the technology, understanding how to do certain things. Um, one of my friends, she's getting her master's degree in technical writing. And it's been very interesting because as I'm actively doing this, trying to, you know, working on, you know, building up my, my business and building up my portfolio, a lot of the things that I'm working on mirrors what she's learning academically. She just hasn't had an opportunity to put it into play. And then a lot of the stuff that she's working on, she's able to tell me like the technical terms. So when I'm getting into meetings with brands or, you know, you know, pitching clients and things of that nature, I can pull from that, that technical, technical front and kind of mirror the two, which gives me a little bit more like a sturdier base, which makes me feel more comfortable because I've been institutionalized to, you know, I've been institutionalized my entire life. So. going to be a lot of learning today when y'all hear this uh, episode because things change daily basically <laughs> all right so do your family and friends understand what you do for a living or do you no longer explain it great question <laughs> so i always think about my uncle <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you do now <laughs> <laughs> we might have the same uncle <laughs> In the most loving thing. But, well, you know, honestly, a lot of my family members are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I would say a lot of my family, family members work in the space of either nonprofit, education, uh, law, medicine. But there was never this strict idea like you have to be this one thing. I've never felt that push, except when I tried to major in theater. They're like, OK, be realistic. Um but there was never like this push, but it's definitely a push of, you know, follow your passions and your dreams, but mm-hmm. make sure that you have like the income to like fall onto, right? Like be logical, um, which is something that I'm learning to try to balance a little bit. Cause I don't know if I like actually said this, but my academic background when I got my master's degree was as an academic advisor. And so, uh, that's what I, that's what I've been doing primarily as a way to kind of sub, you know, supplement my income. Right, working in that higher education space. My mom, for the most part, knows. Um, I think I think all my family members know that I have a blog, that I have a YouTube channel. Like they support, you know, whenever it pops up on their newsfeed. Yeah. Um, I don't actively promote to them though, unless it's something like me and my husband doing something. Then they can be like, "Oh my god, you know, <laughs> which I definitely appreciate. It's why I put it out there. And so, and my friends, I think they understand. My friends that work in that creative space, they get it. Yeah. Um, but actually, a lot of my friends don't work in that creative space. And so, for them, it's like, oh, you, you post on Instagram and you get paid for it? Cool. <laughs> when we go on vacation, can you take my photos? 
listen. <laughs> That's not how this works <laughs> at all. Can you take my photo? You can't even listen. This called a lot of this. This was this was an intense. Um, so we had to set some parameters when we all go on our friend vacations. But I would say that my friends and families they have like a general um, understanding of what I do. No, no one has ever asked me full force. Oh, can you break down your your business model? Can you tell me exactly what you do? Yeah, there'll be someone that says, "Hey, can you build me a website? Uh, I can make you a landing page, but I don't do <laughs> <build> a website." <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so like very like you know sporadic like that. Um, but I made the I so I've been actively working to find colleagues in this industry that I can mm-hmm. lean on that can understand what I'm talking about because I think I told one of my friends that I had this uh project due with the city and I told her how much they were paying me or whatever she's like oh that's generous and I was like what <laughs> this <laughs> now nah, I earn it your <laughs> Instagram very seriously and I was like what? Wow! Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not just Instagram. There's a lot of like, it's a it's content creation. There's a lot of strategy that goes behind it. I got to do a lot of work behind it. But I think that's what people don't get because they like, see that finished product. Yeah. Well, not even that, that because they're also posting on the same platforms mm-hmm. and they're not putting that much work into it. So yeah. they see someone who's like trying to edit, trying to remove something on the photo. Oh, you're doing a lot. Well, not well technically, yeah, I am doing a lot, but I'm also getting paid to do yep. a lot while you're posting for free and you want to show that. So, like, I knew there was no, like, you know, negative energy behind it. I totally get that. I think it's very similar to someone who said, like, you know, back in the day, I want to work in TV. I want to be an actress. I want to be an actor. I want to be a dancer. Okay, that's cute. Oh, you got paid for that? That's cute. I feel like it's, like, the same uh, – I think it's on the same level. Yeah. Especially because it's so new. So, like, there's no, like, I know she didn't mean it, like, in a, like, a <laughs> – I knew she didn't mean it in that way. She it's just understand. like if you don't know yeah you don't know you don't know you don't understand you don't understand and exactly that's that happens a lot and mm-hmm. sometimes we just like oh, yeah okay girl <laughs> okay <laughs> you know your little instagram <laughs> so my if you, story's next <laughs> oh, okay. um this is a good question but if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive who would it be and why Whitney Houston, because I love oh Whitney. My. Listen, Whitney has the tea. She will mm-hmm. share the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can hear her sing. Oh, yeah. Aww. That would be so magical. Right. Okay, I don't get sentimental on me now. <laughs> I have a song in my heart now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, all right. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I see the vocals. <laughs> Uh, next person that I would want to, there's not many people that I want to hang out with, you know what I'm saying? So, who, Whitney Houston's always, like, my top one. Michael Jackson, because I, I mean, Ugh. I just want to make sure, like, he, like, I want to, you know, give him his innocence. Yes. I love um, Michael. But he's, like, like, a potential. Like, I'm not as committed to, like, his <laughs> You know, it's just like a, okay, today I want to prove it. Uh, so who else? I would love to meet and have dinner with Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. I think she's very interesting. I feel like she's very complex. Yeah. Especially, I don't know if you watch her YouTube channel and if you like listen to her interviews, I feel like she's very, like a very complex thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really understands things in a whole nother level. Um, 
and it's all it's interesting to see how she's navigating this digital landscape versus you know she's been in the industry for years right yes so, honey industry for years and then who else would i like to to see or to me have dinner with have dinner with so difficult <laughs> uh i like to have dinner with my husband right now i mean yeah. i was i just want to eat so would you want to meet sandra oh no i said my husband Oh, yeah, no, but I'm just acting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra out. Yeah, I would like to meet her, but is it, like, pressing for me to have dinner with her at this very moment? Probably no. Not. Yeah. It's not. I'm not very pressed. Yeah. To, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like every, I mean, people would say, like, Beyonce. I would mm-hmm. like to know what Blue Ivy has to say, honestly. Because I feel Listen. like she's been, she has a lot of good information to share. Blue. <laughs> Listen, she has to really like learn home. what happens Look. at home stays at home. So yes. We're going to be telling her J and B all their business. <laughs> right. So let me let me reconfigure that. So definitely Whitney Houston, Blue mm-hmm. Ivy, and then Naomi Campbell. Okay. That's a good that's a good three. A lot of like different varieties. So um that would be a very interesting dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so what advice would you give to someone who is getting ready to start their brand or business? So we'll say, okay, so brand, I feel like brand, what I could easily answer that uh, potentially is to get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Next is get a big sheet of paper, tape it to your wall, pin it to your wall, put a nail in the wall. <laughs> Write down all your ideas. It doesn't have to be streamlined. It doesn't have to be linear. Just write it. Brainstorm everything, what you want to do. And then be honest with yourself. Can you actually do that? Right? Yeah. Do you know someone who could do it for you? You're having difficulty putting your logo together, which is always the number one thing that I hear from a business. A small yeah. business. I typically work with some small businesses. And they always yeah. have a logo. And they've been spending days trying to figure it out. I just want y'all not to put y'all face on the logos no more. Let's let's leave that. <laughs> we should have left that five years ago. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, throw that in there. Uh, and then I would want them to figure out what is it that they're actually trying to inspire, educate, or entertain with their brand. What is the goal, right? Because then you're wasting everyone's time. And I've had to learn that too. Like yeah. I'm wasting people's time. I'm wasting my time. Just putting up a, you know, five questions you didn't know about me. No one asked. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who are you? Give me something else that I can, I can, you can either inspire, educate, or entertain with, right? Um, or you can aspire to be, or is it, you know, something of that nature. Uh, give yourself 90 days. Give yourself six months. I believe in working off of 90 days, six months, year long projects. Uh, if you're working in that social media digital landscape, it's really going to be that 90 days because things change every three to six months uh, for the most part. Uh, but although the algorithms are changing and you'll have to change your tactics, you still have to figure out what your content is. And so you don't necessarily need to be changing your content to fit the algorithm, but you should have plans and start. Uh, video. I would say video. 
video is something that any brand or business is going to have to either invest in or learn the tools of. And although we talked about being like a one woman shop and all of that, it's not necessarily true, right? Yeah. Because we have our community of friends or colleagues who work in our industries who can give us insight in in lieu of a business manager, right? How much should I charge this person? Or what do you think of this art design? Or what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And just having people like help you, you know, cultivate that concept. So ask questions. That would I would ask questions, seek out people in the community who whose brand you want to you like or brands that or businesses that are similar to you or what you might think you might want to do. Because if I had never done that in October last year, I, I knew for the last year or so back in 2019, I wanted to fully transition over into being a content strategist. Right. Yeah. There's only so much Google could tell you, right? You need to talk to an actual person. And that would be like one of the next steps is talking to people. And if this ad agency hadn't reached out to me to cover, they wanted me to cover some restaurant. And I flipped the bats and then I was like, can I meet with you? Because I want to work in your industry. They didn't feel competitive at all because what is there to feel competitive about? Right. They they didn't feel any sort of competition. We had a two hour discussion and those women have been the reason I've been able to make the business connections here in El Paso to get hired as a freelance content strategist. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like my advice is like all over the place, which is very much so because, you know, my brain is all over the place. So pull and pick from that is like you need a plan. You need 90 days. You need three months, six months. You need to figure out what is it actually that you're trying to do. Try it out. Even if, you know, try it all your ideas. Like I thought I was going to be in the T-shirt business. I don't even wear T-shirts. So one of the difficult things I had was figuring out how to put a T-shirt together that somebody would wear when I don't honestly gravitate to wearing like graphic tees with words on it. Yeah. And so all after I, you know, spent like a cool like $40, $50, you know, trying to put stuff together. I have to be honest with myself. Okay. Yes, this can make money. It's making other people money. I'm not interested in doing this. And I would never wear this shirt. So what is the point? Why am I wasting everyone's time? So, yeah. And then talk to people. Again, the more I talk to people and network with people in my local community, reach out to people on Instagram, like that's one of the things, you know, that you see in the digital spaces that everyone's just like reaching out virtually retail can I get a cup of coffee buy them that cup of coffee when they get there right for their time or hey can we I see that you do this I went to I was on a panel last week and these other strategists came up to me and you know and we already talked about how like this is like a new industry but in El Paso the digital content social media strategy is very new like it's I'm sorry very new for like a lot of people for this El Paso industry, there's very similar to traditional media, which is television, radio ads, billboards, all of that, which is important, but that's like the, that's like the primary, right? And, <laughs> and which is difficult as a person who's trying to come up in like the digital landscape of digital marketing or added or be, you know, advertisements and all of that. And so these girls, these women have been following me for months, they said, but they were too nervous to reach out. Wow. Now, 
no, they had followed me on my person, on my, you know, my, my main Instagram account. And I'm going to check everyone who follows me. I mean, if you follow me, thank you oh so much. Right. But if you reach out to me and say, Hey, I work in this industry more than likely for me, at least, cause I'm as invested in it. I'm going to look at that and try to like get some questions or some answers because it's happened for me where I've reached out to people and they've been, you know, kind enough to share what information that they had or to clarify something. So sometimes people don't, won't read the message, but reach out to people. Cause if I hadn't reached out to actual physical people, I would have been still twiddling with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a lot of information out here, too. So sometimes you go in a circle and and you never really Mm -hmm. get the answer that you need. Um, And and if you can get people, actual people to recommend you, I just checked my DMs on Instagram and another influencer recommended me for a campaign that she got paid for. (laughs) Now, that's dope. I love that. And that's because you're out. I was out there building these connections, showing that I can do the work. Right. I've had people like other, you know, aspiring influencers ask me, hey, would you recommend me to this brand that you work with? And I've told them, no, you haven't put out any content or you haven't put out anything consistently enough for me to put my name behind you. Yeah. So So, you think that's like part of that entitlement thing? Like people like, oh, look, put me on because you're already on. Um, But yet they have really nothing to show for it and they feel like they deserve it already. I don't think it's entitlement. I think they think it's easy. Mm. I think they think it's easy. I thought it was easy. Oh, I just got to post this. No, it's a lot of work behind it. Yeah. And then when you start, and especially like when you're building those relationships with those brands and those, and you're meeting them in person, you're knowing their names, you're knowing like, you know, what drink they like to order, what wine they like, right? Those, <laughs> are, the, those are the things that are important to me. I'm not going to remember your, your dog's name or your kid's name, honestly. But I will remember what you like for the most part yeah and so but you're building those relationships and so I think people think it's they're trying to they're trying to move so fast because they're in competition with everyone in their head and that's one thing if we go back to one thing that I learned is that I'm not in competition with everyone because one no one even knows who I am so what am I trying to prove by working so fast to get this campaign to get this that makes a lot of sense. So that that's just my because I don't th- I, yeah I didn't feel like they felt entitled. I think they just wanted to build their portfolio and they thought mm-hmm. it would be easy. It would be like easy work, and then they can get something else. Then they can get something else. Yeah. So. So where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, dead. Yeah. Stop. Listen, the environment is going to shit. Our politics are going to shit. Uh, Everything is really going to shit. I'm not even going to lie to you. I I feel like I'm writing in my journal for the end. Does that make sense? No, end days are here. For sure. The economy's, you know, about to collapse. Elizabeth Warren talked about this. Like, she just posted on her Twitter the other day. Uh, She's been saying this for a while. But no, um, every sci-fi show I've watched, we are in the press. <laughs> we are at that moment where we could either tip the balance to save the planet and save our lives, or we're going to have like this mass extinction. That that is ex- um, extinction. That is that is my personal view. Mm-hmm. It is very cynical of me. But if you see the one hundred or any of those, oh shows, yes, <laughs> a 
like, listen, we don't even have the technology advancement, so we just about going to be cavemen again. Huh. There's a few movies I've watched, like there were like underground type um right. things. I'm like, I need somebody to give me the coordinates. Right. Where is the Where is I need to be there. Put my put my handprint, scan my eyes. Like Listen. <laughs> holla at me. So, so if I, anybody I, out there got the source code Right. <laughs> I'm actively it. preparing for the zombie apocalypse, okay? Yeah. I'm actively preparing. I've been learning how to make a fire. So that's what I've been doing. So that's my plan for the next five years. Survival. Yes, yeah, survival tactics. At but this I'll, point I need to sign up for naked and afraid because <laughs> Because this is what it's, it's going to be like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's honestly. But, you know, um, if we're talking, like, you know, the day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're getting ready to PCS mm-hmm. uh, to Georgia. It is Yay. I'm not as excited about it because, again, as you know, as a military spouse, you make your roots. I, like, planted my roots. I forgot. I was. I forget that he was in the Army. <laughs> I, I was I was planning a birthing plan. <laughs> I don't even I'm not even planning to get pregnant, but I was researching hospitals and everything. Um, so I thought we were going to be here for a while, but no, randomly, as random as we showed up in El Paso, as random as we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was like, oh, hey, you guys should leave now. So <laughs> uh, we're going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And so we're uh, for the two of us right now, there's two of us. Uh, we're really focused on making and saving money, mm-hmm. having those streams of income. Because, again, like I said, our future plan, uh, my husband's hit 10 years, so he has 10 more years uh, in the Army before he retires, is to live abroad. Um, and any properties that we have in the U.S., just rent those out or come back and stay you know, whenever we want to or whatever. So, yeah, our, since we know what our, our end game is, once retirement hits, like, you know, a couple of years after retirement or immediately after retirement. So, yeah, that's that's that part as far as family base. Uh, pop out one child. So Okay. Pop out. <laughs> <laughs> or adopt. I'm really fine with that one, too. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to keep going to the gym. You know, Listen. just keep it. Can we just keep it? Um, I would love to know if in the next year men can get pregnant. I would love for that scientific you know, <laughs> thing to happen. Um, but we're all living in a fancy world. And then I would honestly, I hope that in the next five years that I have built up my creative agency. Uh, and I have like two staff members, like two team members, right, to add to my mm-hmm. team. Um, so, yeah, that would be really great. That's not, that's a plan right there. Yeah. Because we got to grow. We got to grow. Got to move on, do bigger and better things. But, you mm-hmm. know, this this is the prime years. You know, these 30s are just. Are they? I don't know. I don't know. I'm loving my 30s. I'm just like, because I, I was a I, whole I fucking like, mess. I'm like discovering <laughs> everything so late, though. That's why I, I, I'm trying not to feel that way because I feel like I wasted. I mean, even though it wasn't necessarily a waste, but I feel like I wasted time getting like that master's degree in something yeah. that I don't really want to work in because yeah. that was always like I don't think I actually said this but I got stuck in my backup plan because I didn't mm-hmm. know what I wanted to do 
Yeah. And so I got a, I purposely went and got a master's degree as a backup just in case anything happens while my husband was in the army. So I yeah. could support us so he gets back on his feet or whatever, right? But that's understandable. And it's understandable, but I wish I had, I wish I had discovered or had been introduced or talked to an advisor who mm. could pinpoint what I'm actually passionate about because I've been working in an event coordination and planning and marketing for a long time like as you know as an undergrad in college and grad school and then just for the fun of it and that's when I realized that this is something like once I realized you can get paid for this yes great but I was doing that for fun in my free time like putting these events on doing the marketing figuring out how to make Instagram and YouTube like this amazing thing and my blog this amazing thing and it didn't connect until you know very recently that I could make this into like a very successful and by recently in the last three to four years make it into a very successful business so I kind of feel like I'm playing catch up I'm trying not to let that like I'm trying not to like wallow in that but that's like one of my honestly one of my frustrations is that I'm playing catch up and Um, I also feel that the world wasn't equipped to it was, and really it help us it wasn't so yeah it wasn't and it's a and bummer <laughs> yeah bummer but yeah <laughs> so our last question of the interview is is there a book um an interview you watched or a person that has basically helped you on your journey i would say it's been people okay people who have said to me consistently oh you're really good at this you should you know market that you should you know, reach out and see if someone can, you know, build your business. Um, a lot of my close friends have been saying to me, people who don't work in the industry, people who do, you're really good at this. You should be charging people. Can you do this for me? And, you know, sometimes when, when multiple people keep asking you to do the same thing or keep saying the same thing, maybe one day you're just going to seep into your head and you're going to listen. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, I can actually do this, right? And it's like, oh, I'm paying these people this much money out in L.A. or New York or in London and you can do the exact same thing, and it's less headache when you do it. And so it's actually, I would say, the community that I have around me, including you, who have you know, consistently said, hey, you're really good at this. Yeah. And that's really <clears throat> helped motivate me to keep me on the journey. I just had to believe it myself. I just Absolutely. had to believe that I could do it myself. And yeah. that was, you know, that was the turning point. Once I believed that I could do it, and I got out of my head, and then got back in my head, and then got back out of my head, <laughs> you know, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, then once I realized that I could do it, that and that that was the all the difference. It does make um a, a truly big difference when you know you finally get that confidence, and you're like, all right, here we here I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my time. So it it definitely makes a big difference. And I always say, you know, I tell people, I'm like, oh, you you know, like I encourage you. But at the same time, I can't push you before you're ready because Mm -hmm. then it's like you're doing it for me and not for yourself. But when you like you said, when you was able to, you know, gain that confidence and really decide on what you were going to do, you were ready. And, you know, it made a whole it made a big difference in and how the outcome of you Mm -hmm. starting um, came about. Yeah, you're more um, you're more. Detail, you're more. I, I would love to say consistent that consistency has always been an issue of mine mm-hmm. um, since the dawn of time, but you're, <laughs> you're more, you're more, uh, what is the word that I want to say? I can't think of the word. There's an adjective <laughs> that I want to use, but basically you're more focused, you're more focused and you're more particular mm. and well, or detailed. 
and yeah about how you get it done but also i want to tell you that consistency looks different for everyone it if does yeah if your consistency is hey i'm gonna get up and i'm only gonna work two days that's consistency and that's your consistency so i always tell especially people that, if like, you're getting yeah. like so much so much done in those two days yeah like that's that's what you can do creating it, you know, it sure is it will take the life way? out of you i do um I've done like videos four in a day and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even edit it for a whole week later. But, you know, it does take a lot of energy out of you because a lot of times, um, a lot, I'm not more so like the perfect patty type person. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, uh, I'm going to record it. You're going to get what you get. If I fumble on the word, oh well, you know what the fuck I meant. Okay. I'm trying to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just comfortable with myself. Um, I'm okay in that space. So a lot of my stuff is raw and unfiltered, but I also think my audience enjoy, um, that part of me because a lot of times we see a lot of things and it's dressed up and it's made up and they do it just for that. And then when they get into it, they think that's how it is when no, Mm -hmm. really people are beating their faces for an hour paying $300 for weaves and got all this equipment. And the, you see the final product, like I was saying earlier, but it's hard as hell. It's, <laughs> so it's I'm so just hard. like, look, I, I give you quality information that's coming out of my mouth. So I know regardless of how I show up, you are going to leave with something. And I stand on that. So if my hair is out of place, so what? That's not what you came here for. You came here for the information. You got it. Get it. Move on and use it. Uh, you didn't come to see how cute I look today. So I'm just in that space of, are you coming to see how I look? Or are you coming for the information? Mm. <laughs> that was a word. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Inspire, right. entertain, educate, all of that. So yes. Yeah. All right. But I, I would like to say on the flip side, if you want to, you know, you know, look a little cute, you can. <laughs> you can put some like gloss on, you know, yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe. Look, I, I, I ain't believe saying in, come up looking no. busted. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say I don't believe in laying edges. I've never laid my edges in my life. I don't believe I don't in laying edges. But if you want to put on some lip gloss, mm-hmm. you know, because it depends on what your product is, right? It does. It does. So, um. So yeah. <laughs> so y- y'all gonna see my clavicles. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This segment is called Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. So now it is time for Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. And the question is, how do you feel about Elizabeth Warren dropping out of the presidential race? Devastated. (laughs) Have you seen my Instagram? I don't know. I did. And. I did, and that's why I wanted to ask this question. Oh, <laughs> oh you did your research. Yes, honey. <laughs> Listen, my Twitter is a mess. I have a Twitter, but I don't use it for, like, content or anything like that. I, I go out there to part my heart. Listen, <laughs> we could have had a bad bitch. Um, yes. 
No, it's it's horrifying. It's horrible. But this is this is just what is what America deserves. Listen. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I've actually to <laughs> to my knowledge, I voted in every single election. Not every single primary, but I want to say I voted in every single election. And I'm really contemplating. And this is horrible for me to say because my family's very you know vote. My mom was like, she texted me the other day. She's like, we're gonna Facetime because I'm doing an absentee ballot for Ohio. And she said, we'll FaceTime and we'll fill out your absentee ballot together because I don't know what's happening in Ohio. So I'm just going to go with what she says. Yeah. Um, and but I'm I'm honestly considering not voting in the primary because it sucks so much that I can't vote for my candidate who should mm. stay in. And like yeah. this, this Tulsi Gabbard, whatever her name is, she's, you know, she's a Russian um, operative, but. You know, I, I'm just really upset about Elizabeth Warren. I don't see it for Bernie. I don't see it for Biden. I actually voted for Hillary in 2016. So I never saw it for Bernie. And I didn't think America would get behind his progressive, his progressive socialist ideas, no matter how well they sound. He didn't have a plan. Elizabeth yeah. had for everything. Um, but so, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go with the lesser of two evils. And I really was hoping that for this election, especially with how Many candidates came out in the beginning. I thought we a were lot. so. I thought we we're gonna. I thought we were like up until now we would have like at least five or six still in the race. You know that we could choose from, like from Kamala. Even though you know she had her moments to Castro, uh, even in Beto with his. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Okay, so. Uh, I'm very disappointed. I'm going to go on Elizabeth Warren and buy myself a Elizabeth Warren sticker and a tote bag so I can mm-hmm. like let everybody know continuously for the next six months that they made the wrong choice. Yeah. So I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I haven't decided if I'm going to vote for Bernie or Biden. Um, if Elizabeth Warren is on the absentee ballot for Ohio, I'm going to just put her name in so I can just vote how I want. And then mm-hmm. in the actual election in November, I'll make my decision then. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for your opinion and, and your thoughts on it. I myself have to do my research and and figure out this absentee ballot thing because I did not vote in the last election because I was too late mm-hmm. <laughs> with my stuff. And it was just a whole, you know, learning. No, that's lesson. happened to me before. Yeah. So. That's happened to me before. Yeah. And the and the and the laws are the rules are so different. You you have to stay on it, um, and then they make it so hard to print out the absentee ballot or to request it. Um, it's not very uh, like intuitive, like especially yeah. the PDF. Like people don't scan, and then like people don't scan things anymore. So they yeah. really need to update their system. People don't fax anymore. Um, like I have to go buy a stamp. What the hell is that? I mean, I know what a stamp is, but I'm just <laughs> like that's a lot of work now. I gotta go buy yeah. an and a stamp. Why can't I su- submit my absentee ballot request like through email? <laughs> yeah, through email or virtually through a website where I just fill it in in a box and then yeah. you guys just mail it to me and then I mail it back in an envelope and a stamp that you. Wow, <laughs> that's how I assumed it. It was. I really thought no. that's like how it happens. No, no, and that's that's how. It's happened before when I, 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 um, since, since I've, uh, 2009, I've been requesting absentee ballots for the elections. And, uh, the last few times I had to like print it out, fill it out, and mail it in. Mm-hmm. And I want to say 
they were trying to put, I think they were trying to put together some type of like website where you can just digitally request it. Um, and usually when you, when they mail you the absentee ballot, they mail you an envelope, but you have to like, we had to like bend the paper, fold the paper, like to make the envelope, which was like, wow, which was just bonkers to me. And you know, those, interesting. <laughs> those, those, those ballots are long too. So you can't just be like, oh, here's this. Let me just get a, you know, a regular envelope. So it's, it's a really, um, insane process that could really be streamlined so much more easier. Uh, but people are going to, you know, people are going to be people. They're going to, you know, yeah. they want to run right. elections all the time. So that's just one step. They make it so hard to do it. Yeah. I need somebody listening to figure that out. <laughs> I just told them what they need. To do. Yes. You got <laughs> a whole to... plan. <laughs> do you see do you see why she was my so i'm really interested to see who biden and um bernie are going to choose for their vp because i think Mm -hmm. that's really going to be the turning point for me on who i decide to vote for yeah uh and i want to see who they how they build out their cabinet so that's what i'm most interested in i'm also interested in knowing what they're going to do for health care their foreign policy uh their education plan i was really looking forward to having my student loans uh forgiven and dissolved and disappeared same so i i met i met the requirements so (laughs) that's when i did the math (laughs) but yeah so it's gonna be interesting so our interview is coming to an end and we have been talking for a long time, but so much good information has come out of this podcast episode. And I just want you to quickly tell everyone where they can find you in these internet streets, websites, events that may be going on or other places that they can find you on Instagram. Um, Yeah, just go ahead. Have the floor. All right. So my name is Star Lingus. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Instagram, all the social media at 87 pages. So it's 87 like the number, page like the book, S at the end. That's my handle for everything. Again, it's been consistent forever. Uh, I even have a TikTok. <laughs> I've uploaded two things. So... <laughs> Yeah, 87 pages. If you're in El Paso, I run the El Paso Bloggers uh, group. I'm the chair. I created that whole thing. And we have events and workshops here in El Paso for influencers, small businesses, uh, bloggers, Instagrammers, people who really want to learn how to utilize social media, how to monetize it, if that is their choice. And if you're just doing it for fun and you're just, you know, wanting to do everything in kind, trades and all of that, that's the place to be. That's the community that I help to create here in El Paso and it will still be going on once I leave El Paso. So yeah. All right. I really want to push my blog a lot more uh, this year. That's been my focus is pushing my blog. So I would love if you guys could check out my blog, 87pages.com. Uh, and yeah, that's it. All right. So it was a pleasure to just have you on to talk about all of the things digital content and as a content creator and influencer and just about our friendship, (laughs) our many travels and and fun times in Kansas. (laughs) Listen. So I am, again, guys, I hope you enjoy, enjoy Star here on the episode. And don't forget to like. uh, No, this is not YouTube, girl. (laughs) <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, like. and share. Oh, 
I do want you guys to subscribe, but make sure you like take a picture of the podcast episode and tag me on Instagram or Facebook while you're listening. Yes, please leave a review. And I appreciate you guys for listening. So until next time. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I know you want to get serious in your business. And the first thing that I want to tell you is that Gusto is it. If you want to learn how to run payroll and pay your contractors, Gusto is the easiest payroll and benefits website that I've found. I truly love the company. It's easy to use. It's easy to sign up. And I can integrate my dental, medical, business, and benefits. I can get help from HR experts, time tracking, make sure I'm in compliance with all of the new rules that come up. They send my tax information. Um, I can print out checks. I just love everything that Gusto has done for me and my business. And if you're ready to take it to the next level, make sure you visit bit.ly backslash Gusto CC. Thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to share and leave a review for this podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections.com. My websites are www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsandconnections.com. You can join my Facebook group at Books Plus Business with Cinquanta Cox Smith. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.